While you're nodding to the sound of the beat, let me tell you how you can take your training and racing to the next level. Train Smooth offers a full online coaching service for as little as $60 per month. I also offer a membership coaching service for as little as $20 per month. And if it's only swimming you want, well, that's nice and simple. We provide full structured swim sessions every single week for as little as $10 per month. All you have to do is visit trainsmooth.com. G'day there, trendsetters. Welcome to episode 359 of the Trainsmooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. And before I answer Brad's question, I'll drop, drop a little bit of 411 on you guys. For anyone who's actually thinking of becoming a coach or is a coach, especially if you're thinking, ah, oh, but I'd like to get into coaching in the next few years. Oh, bit, good little bit of advice here. Um, I was talking to a person who's in the process of starting up his own coaching business and he was just asking a few questions and, and stuff. And I gave this exact same bit of, a, bit of advice for a triathlete who I've been coaching for a, year, for a few years when he started up a coaching business. And he's got a nice little coaching business going at the moment. But I, I, I recommended they get a book, just... just a good, just you know, a good quality book. That's good quality book that you can write on and leave notes and stuff. I I did this from from the get go, and I've, I've first started off with your general information book, which has turned into my little bible more than anything. Um, but I also got a, a swim, uh, one for swimming, one for biking, one for running, one for the strength training, and I would write down all these sessions into the in each one of those books. Oh, crazy! I've stopped actually writing sessions into them because I, I'd notice when I flick through and have a look at, at around, I think, oh, geez, I've written the same session in four or five times there. <laughs> um, but I'd come up with this idea, think, oh, I should do this into a session, and I'd write it all down into this book. But um, so I've kind of stopped looking at those books. But the one book that I started writing in um, years ago um, that I still write in to this very day is um, just an information book and I, I would write just little notes on um, you know power just a, new, a simple power percentage number versus heart rate percentage numbers I got you know I'm flicking through it as I'm talking here um, it's probably the most um, used bit of uh, equipment apart from my coaching um, program I use through Final Surge. This is probably the most used bit of equipment resource anyway that I've got. I just, especially if I'll listen to an interview or read a book or whatever, and I, I think, geez, that's that's a good bit of information. I'd write it down and I'll, oh, how much you know this should should that be and what should this be and you know I just got so much information in this bloody book, and so I recommend that. Um, you'd be surprised how much good quality crap uh, I had um, I was joking around that I should actually turn this into a real book write it all down and turn it into a real book and sell it but a lot of it's in my code that I that you know one person in this world is going to understand what's in there and that that's you know the one person that really needs to know what's in there but I'll, I'll write instead of using actual correct terms I'll give little nicknames for crap because I know I'm not I'm not going to remember the correct term for it, so I'll just give it a completely different nickname. Which I go, oh yeah, I know what that means. But I, I probably should get get around to actually re-typing it all out into a nice nice thing and flogging it off to inspiring coaches. 
but um, or I should do something with it because there's so much information there. It's just, oh. but I do recommend. I've, I've going a bit too far into this, but anyway, um, Brad writes uh, with regards of doing brick runs. When is the best? To, when is it best to do brick runs after a long rides, short harder rides, or and how long should my brick runs go for? Not a fan of doing brick runs, so I want to focus on what will give, what will work best. Um, a lot of the time, a lot of brick runs that I will give, it's because of time management. It's a great way to. Um, get more crap done for for the time frame that we've got available to us you do need to do some brick runs i don't think you need to do as many as um i've heard some coaches carry on with but then having said that i've had had athletes that just couldn't run off the bike and so we'd have to give them more brick runs often giving them brick runs you know they'd They'd get off their bike and they'd do a, sh- a, sh- a straight-legged shuffle to the finishing line. So um, <laughs> a few things to note here with, with this is um, you got to you got to know uh, you got to make sure you're going to be able to run off the bike at that same sort of intensity you've just put in for the bike and and so this becomes easier to know if you have um you know if you with with experience that that would be the biggest one but if you're looking at pure numbers and you're on um today's plan or um fine um what's it called um training peaks or one of those that have the stress scores let's say um you're you're doing a half Ironman, for instance, and your stress score for the half Ironman bike is 170. You got to know what it's going to be like to um, run 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 off a 170 stress score. So, for instance, you can go out and ride a three and a half hour bike ride, for instance, and then run off that, or you can get a real bang for your buck. And we did this for um, an athlete. Um, <laughs> probably cursed me when i gave it to him three times 50 minutes uh, we did three times 50 minutes with five minutes easy spin between i think it was and it was a lower level threshold um and in the build-up to an iron man and his stress his stress score for for that was just pretty damn close to what his six-hour bike rides were and um <laughs> so, so, so you can for instance, you you could just go do um, two fifty minute efforts or two forty five minute strong efforts to try and get your stress score up, and then run off the bike on that. That's going to give you a big bang for your buck. Now, how long you should bricks go for? Generally, general rule of thumb: the longer the bike, the shorter the run. So you're not going to be doing a four hour bike ride followed by a two hour run. I've done that before. Um, Alan Pittman got me to do that before. I looked at it thinking, eh, uh, uh, really? Uh, and I did it. It was actually quite a good day. But and I've given it. I've given that sort of session out to a very select few, and it was more a confidence building thing more than anything. But generally, you'd go out to do. Um, let's say you you're doing your long bike ride you might just do a small run off the bike 
could be just 10 minutes and use that as part of a cool down just to get the, the legs turning over. It could be 20 minutes easy. It could be um, 10 minutes at race effort, 10 minutes easy. Um, it's You manipulate that um, if you were to do like an hour, an hour bike ride. One of my favorite sessions is doing... Um, uh, um, an hour of bike ride followed by a 30 minute run and it's done as um, 15 minutes easy followed by 20 times one minute hard with a low cadence of around 55 rpm thereabouts uh, one minute easy and then uh, once you finish your 20 you're doing a very fast transition you're going straight out the door you're running to um, 10 minutes moderate 10 minutes absolutely balls to the wall 10 minutes easy and I, I really like I really like that session it, it, it ticks a lot of boxes to me and you as long as you're getting all your runs in elsewhere you could probably get away with a 20 30 minute run a, a brick run and you, even if it's just a cool down or you can get away with a 10 minute run you you think about in a race when you're getting off the bike you're you get it you get off the bike you start running it's that first one to two kilometers that you you if you're going to feel a bit funny in the legs they're generally that first one to two kilometers so it's just getting um getting used to that so you can knock that over in the first te- you know a 10 minute run off the bike now having said all that the complete opposite can happen during a race too and this happens to so many people especially during Ironman where you're you're starting to feel a bit of soreness during the back part of the bike and you hop off and you feel bloody great on the on the run you think crikey I feel bloody amazing and you start running not really paying that much attention to the watch let's say your race pace we'll call pace here your race pace should be um, nice even number five minute k pace and you look down and you think oh, I'm running 4:45, but I still feel bloody good. I just see how I go here. I'll just keep that. Oh, that should be a huge red flag. You need to back it the hell off real quick because that's not going to end well for you. Um, and so you can kind of get used to using your brick sessions to trying to you know, get used to what that pace should feel. And if you get to look at pace or look at heart rate during a race, that first. 10 minutes on the bike and that first 10 minutes on the run is a very good way it's a very good time to look at your heart rate to monitor to make sure that's fully under control and then don't look at it for the rest of the race anyway if you guys have any other questions train smooth is where you want to be and yeah i like your questions till next episode i am done with you all hooroo